Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Marriage Steps Podcast is listener-supported so help to help keep it on the air for couples worldwide to receive hope for their marriage. Please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. For more marriage resources and to learn more about my six marriage steps, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. The marriage tip of the night is never leave your home without saying goodbye to your partner. How often do you do that? You just walk out the door, you never think about saying goodbye, your partner's in the house, and they have no idea where you went. Did you go to the grocery store? Did you go for a walk? And they have no idea. It can feel very disconnecting and very insensitive for your partner. Connecting rituals is very important for couples to stay close. And so every time you enter a house and every time you leave the house, there should be some type of greeting with your partner to to convey, I'm thinking of you, I'm being considered of you, and I'm mindful of our connection. So make sure when you leave or return that you have a greeting with your partner. The marriage joke of the night is there was a husband and he thought he would surprise his wife by getting a new bed for their bedroom, but the bed was a trampoline. And when his wife found out, she hit the roof. (laughs) Okay, the marriage message of the night is going to be my responses to questions that have come in from various people on different uh, platforms. Some came in through Facebook, some through Instagram. So I'm going to read the questions and then I'll respond back to them. So the first question is, my my partner and I have different parenting perspectives. What should we do? Because we, we view parenting differently, so we continually disagree on how to parent our kids and our teens. So this is common, and if you have kids, you know this is common. Partner A may be more strict, partner B is more lenient, you disagree on how to parent the kids. The first tip is never move forward with parenting your kids until you're on the same page with your partner. Because if you're not a unified front, your kids are gonna divide and conquer. You have to become a unified front. And that takes impulse control because you can't just respond in the moment to your kids. You have to tell them, hold on, your mom and I or your dad and I will talk about that and we'll let you know. And then you go behind closed doors and then you bounce the ball. You talk about your perspectives, you talk about your opinions, you negotiate, you compromise, and you meet in the middle until you're a unified front, and then you tell your kids the decision. That is an important approach, and my wife and I have learned that the hard way. Uh, We have completely different parenting perspectives. I tend to be more the strict parent, she tends to be way more lenient, and that has created tension in our relationship. And we've made the mistake of saying our perspectives in front of our kids. And so they have divided and conquered many times in the past, but we've gotten a lot better. And now we'll tell them, we'll talk about it and we'll let you know. And then we go behind closed doors and we share what we think and we've learned to negotiate and try to meet in the middle so we're on the same page. So that's why I'd recommend for you to try as well. Second question, my partner is always on their phone. It feels like they're more in love with their phone than they are with me. What would you recommend? This is so common. Tech is everywhere. Tech is addicting. There was a study done that said every time a notification is released on a phone, a little drip of dopamine is released in the brain. And dopamine is an antidepressant. 
So no wonder we're always looking at our phones. It's exciting to see if you have a new like, a new comment, whatever it is. So we're constantly checking our phones. However, if you're on the other side of that, it can feel like you care more about your phone than you do your partner. So one thing I would recommend is carve out daily time with your partner that's tech-free. Think about perhaps every night for an hour or even two hours where you're gonna power off your phones, power off your tablets, power off your laptops, whatever it is, and provide undivided attention. If you have that carved out undivided attention, your partner probably won't care if you're on your phone the rest of the time throughout the day, but they need daily quality time having your undivided attention. So negotiate that with your spouse to see what that would look like on a daily basis and on a weekly basis. Some couples I know have a once a week digital Sabbath is what they call it, and they'll go once a week for say six hours without tech. So they can have a more extended period of time without the interference of the phone. So experiment with that because you want your partner to feel like they're number one, not your phone is number one. Next question, we are moving soon and will be in the same town as my parents. My wife is worried we'll be seeing them all the time. What should we do? That is scary. When you are moving to a new place and you're going to be living near your in-laws, it's very normal to get anxious that you're going to be with them all the time. So I'd recommend you and your spouse sitting down and talking through what would be an ideal frequency to see the in-laws. Once a day, once a week, once a month, what is it for you? You're going to have to negotiate that because the biological child may want to see them more frequently than you. And perhaps there's a way to do both. Perhaps as a couple, you can see them at a certain interval. And then perhaps the biological child could see them even more than that one-on-one if they wanted to. But as a couple, you need to get on the same page, ideally, before you even move to that town so that you've negotiated it, you've talked it through, you have the same expectations, and then ideally you would have that conversation with your parents before you move to town as well. Talk to your parents and say, mom, dad, we're moving to town. What are you guys thinking? What are your expectations of how often we should see each other? Here's our expectations. And there may need to be a little negotiation there as well. But the more the couple can get on the same page and communicate that to the parents so the parents are on the same page, the smoother that transition will go. Okay, the last question is, we've been married two years, and I just discovered my husband looks at porn several times a week and masturbates. How should I respond to this? This is a common question, and more and more pornography is creeping into marriages and creating issues. So when it comes to porn, it's a highly personal topic, and everyone has a different perspective, a different moral perspective as well. Some couples are completely fine with porn and they don't think anything about it. Other couples think it's okay in small doses. Other couples feel it should be zero porn, period. So that's, this is gonna be a value topic for you and your partner to discuss. You're gonna have to think through it and process through it where you're gonna land on this topic with your values and your moral system. But one thing I would start with for this person who wrote this in is start by talking to your partner and ask them what's causing their porn use. Perhaps it's an addiction that was there before they met you. Perhaps they're going through something really stressful and they're turning to that for relief. Perhaps they're feeling a lot of sexual frustration in their marriage with you, but they're too nervous to talk about it, so they're turning to porn. Understanding what's causing the porn use is a really important first step. 
The second thing I would recommend is you wanna get on the same page with your partner. You wanna have no secrets because you never wanna have any type of sexual activity being done behind someone's back. And that's why when you find out your spouse has been looking at porn without you knowing about it, it can sometimes feel like infidelity for people. So if you agree that some porn use is okay, you need to be open and honest about it because secrets on any level kill trust. So it's not so much about the porn, it's about the deception. And it's about doing something behind your partner's back in addition to it being something sexual. Now, if your partner is turning to porn and masturbation and neglecting sexual activity in the marriage, then that's a big problem because that is you never want that to happen. So porn is a huge topic, and porn provides the three A's of addiction, which is accessibility, anonymity, and affordability. And research has shown that porn lights up the same reward center in the brain as crack cocaine. So it's highly addictive, and it's everywhere. And so people are falling into addictions thinking it's okay and it's no big deal, but it can wreak havoc on relationships, especially chronic porn use. Chronic porn use is being shown to cause erectile dysfunction, and it can increase the likelihood of having an affair and it increases the need for higher novelty so people can get into more taboo topics um, in porn. So it's definitely something you want to talk about, be open with, negotiate how you're going to land on this topic and no secrets around it. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please click the five stars and leave a review. And be sure to send me your marriage questions through Instagram, Facebook, or you can email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you neglect it, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.